I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello. Hey, Alfie, it's Josh. Hi. Hi, Josh. Weller, Josh Weller. We Josh have a podcast Weller. together. Dirty the podcast. Uh, how's it going? The podcast is going great. Yeah, the, the Formula One season, um, less so. Oh, right. How far into it are we? Uh, one, one race. Oh, yeah. and it's not a good one. I just have that nagging feeling that it's going to be one of those seasons where we know exactly who's going to win for all of it. And we're going to have to trundle through it like a sort of dying relationship. Oh, no. That's annoying. I know. How was I on the first episode? Great. Yeah? Yeah. Great. Really good. Okay, cool. You were great. Should we crack on? Um. Now we have to fucking talk about racing. We're going to watch a car race, Michael. It's when nerds try and be cool. I think you've done brilliantly. Good podcasting. That's how we roll, baby. Hi, I'm Josh Weller. And I'm Matthew Brown. And this is Dirty Air. Let's kick off this episode with the most important news in Formula One this week and perhaps the entire season. Hot off of the press. Hot off of the press. towards you in fancy-free new footwear. Maximum Verstappen and Sergio Perez have hot news I know on their feet because the whole thing and you know everyone's all about the the treads aren't they is it called crips your, your shoes uh well in Liverpool they're called webs really yeah boss boss webs um or, or, or sometimes trainees boss webs sounds like a porn star's name uh yeah it would be a good name for a kind of foot fetishist yeah a scouse foot fetishist yeah yeah yeah, yeah. casting couch. I, yeah I'm boss webs <laughs> Um, this week, this is the important news. Oracle Red Bull Racing partners, uh, Oracle Red Bull Racing partners with luxury performance footwear brand APL Athletic. I'll give you ten thousand pounds if you can guess what APL stands for. It's a luxury uh, footwear. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll give you ten thousand pounds per letter. Actually. <laughs> um, athletic paradigm. Mm-hmm. Lesion. 
I that's zero pounds. Oh, no. And to the listeners at home, athletic propulsion labs. Yeah. Because yeah. I guess the feet feetwear does propel you, and it's often done in a laboratory. Um, I regret not doing more reading before this episode because I could have, <laughs> I could really be in the money right now. So Red Bull, this is the thing that always happens in F1 is they announce these things and then you can't buy the product anywhere. Is the it's whole like, of F1 a money laundering yeah, exercise? 100%. Is that what we're doing? Okay. Contr- we're narrating and we think we're being cool because we're belittling the carnival of madness. But actually, they're quite happy for us to slag it off because they've got dirty money running through shoes that nobody can buy. I mean, I think that that's... Okay, let's put it this way. Everyone listening, tweet us, uh, Instagram or on our new TikTok, at Very Dirty Air. If any of you know anyone who has been on an MSC cruise. If any of you know All this anyone. talk about money laundering is making me very thirsty for a lovely mug of husky chocolate, actually. <laughs> God, it's making me thirsty as well, but probably for a rich energy. <laughs> Do you want a rich energy? <laughs> I've just got some in my Red Bull have got some shoes out. They are absolutely... I mean, of course. All trainers now look like they've been microwaved. What do they, <laughs> what do they look when like? When did that start? I didn't. I don't wear trainers, right? Yeah, you don't wear trainers. You went through a phase of wearing trainers after your poorly ankle, but um... yes, after I snapped my Achilles, I, I wore trainers, and and I just, I just feel like, I feel like I'm going out without protection around my feet if I leave the house in trainers, which I, I understand is my own problem. I have the same thing, but since my shin splints, I've had to get these eighty-year-old walking tour sort of shoes, the sort of shoes that you go and watch the Jack the Ripper tour with. <laughs> <laughs> these Red Bull trainers are. I can't even explain what they look like. What does that look like to you? Um, it's like it's like Spider-Man multiverse sort of shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks... Yeah, they look like spider's legs. Yellow spider's legs coming down a sort of ribbed blue mesh top with a chunky foam, white foam sole. What it looks like is that they've gone, okay, we need to hide some money so mm. that we can put it into the car so we can keep winning. And they've gone, what's the easiest, dumbest, shittest shoe di- design possible? And that's Max's foot, isn't it? Yeah. He's got m- quite big feet, doesn't he? Uh, he does, surprisingly yeah, quite big. big. He's also, like, that is the most rudimentary, basic, I don't know how to dress myself shade of denim he's wearing. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing, like, the, the, the rich blue of a sort of... Uh, a 55-year-old business executive <laughs> on holiday in the Cotswolds for the weekend. Oh, God. Um, they, uh, they've changed qualifying rules as well this week. Oh, really? Yeah, so they're going to have two races this week where uh, Q1 you have to use hards, Q2 you have to use mediums, and Q3 you have to use softs, um, which I think is a little bit like... Um, I don't think it's going to make any difference. So you know in a relationship, you're in a, like a bad relationship and you go, well, we should probably fix this by going for a nice dinner somewhere. But mm. it's not really going to fix the, the relationship. That's what this qualifying change feels like. It feels like the FIA going, oh my God, we've really fucked the season because we've changed the, the rules and now the cars aren't going out in Q3 because they don't have to anymore. So what do we do? They go, well, we can trial something that will do nothing what this feels like well you can make smart decisions with tire choices can't you and people in qualifying make smart decisions with tire choices so if you remove people's capacity to make smart choices then everybody's on the same everybody's the same dumb yeah so that you can i mean it's it, it feels kind of menial and 
maybe it's a great change. Maybe it's brilliant. Maybe it's going to save the season. <laughs> you know, maybe that's the sort of attitude we should be. Look, the shoes, we can take the piss out of the shoes because you can't buy them. Nobody's going to wear them. Or, or who wants to? I've never heard of athletic um, premium uh, loitering, uh, whatever that brand is called. Like th- th- This might be a really great thing for Formula One, don't you think? I hope, I hope so. I just feel like this season, Adrian Newey and George Russell basically last week just went, yeah, Red Bull have sort of got this like sewn George up. George Russell, it? I can take saying that. Adrian Newey, it sounds a bit, a bit fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he knows, doesn't he? Also, he's the king. If you were if you were starting a Formula One team tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I gave you the choice, can I come up with a name? Yeah, sure. Okay, go on then. Um, Weller Racing. No. <laughs> um, I. Uh, oh, if you, and if you could choose between Verstappen or Adrian Newey, yeah. on a five-year contract, who do you choose? Oh, that's a good question. I was thinking about this the other day because you think about like the the people, the face of the operation, the front and center. But actually, I think you'd find it a lot harder to get. I mean, look at Mercedes now. Yeah, you'd with, find it a lot harder to get an Adrian Newey than you would a yeah a, 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 a driver of top. <clears throat> and, quality. and Red Bull have poached so many of Mercedes's people, haven't they? And um, they've got the cream of the crop working at the uh, the new factory, the, mm-hmm. death, the Death Star. Like the Death Star. And um, I think that I would obviously take Adrian Newey because I think if Lance Stroll has taught us anything in the last week, mm-hmm. it's that you can trundle around in the midfield in the back of the grid, but as soon as someone fucking hit, gives you that um, nitrous oxide red button on your car, mm-hmm. you can put it in six with the two broken hands. <laughs> Imagine how unstoppable Lance Stroll is going to be with two working hands. I know. Have you thought about that? I've already... I, I, we, had this, we had this conversation last season that he's the best driver on the circuit. Lance Stroll is... Do you know at the end of X-Men where they have to put Magneto in a plastic prison so that he can't use any metal? Yes. That's what I felt like I was watching with Lance Stroll last week. He's got these two broken wrists... And as mm. soon as they're fixed, he's going to be able to destroy the world. Yeah, but maybe, and they, he maybe will they, cha- when he broke them, they reinforced them with adamantium steel. And now he's going to be... <laughs> like Wolverine. Yeah. And now, and now when he gets angry, he's going like, to... There's going to be some... Break his arms apart, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be magical. We're going to do season's predictions this episode. And we're also going to talk about what we think each driver did on their winter break. Yes. Which is something we came up with over the winter. Um, but we didn't want to do it last week because there was just so much to talk there about. There was so much racing to there talk was so, about. And the cars were looking racy. racy. Um, but uh, before we do that, I want to read out a couple of the uh, comments on our podcast app page. Because basically I'm going to read these out so that you guys listening leave comments and then I can read them out. So I'm mm. reading these out right? so that people post more rate more our, our podcast do you think that it, rate being more, explicit about that was the right way to go about it uh i just don't want to lie to our fans i think they'll see That's straight through it yeah. yeah 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 being um, honest up front i like it so uh five stars from uh geordie jane goliath um so happy they're back the perfect listen after an f1 weekend says exactly what you're thinking so with five o's funny that's lovely read the four star one um, I can't find the four any. star one's my favorite. I can't find any. They're all there, fives. No, no, no. There's a, there's a there's one three and one four, and I quite oh, like the four. Oh, okay, mostly funny. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, oh, yeah. Love this that is one. back in August. <laughs> 
I'm gonna I'm gonna read it how I think he typed it. Okay. Okay. Mostly funny. Three stars. It's a good listen. To be fair, I listened to Damon Hill talk about F1, so I'll listen to anything. I'm pretty sure Lando Norris must have ghosted one of their sisters, as they seem to really have it in for him. <laughs> Overall, though, not bad, but not as good as some of the others, so not worth four or five stars. Thank you, Kev Haggis. I want to know wh- what Kev, Kev Haggis, Haggis listens to. Race reviews, 2023. Yeah. What is your season prediction for 2023? Um, uh, my big season prediction is for Mercedes to come strong second half of the season. You really think that's going to happen? I really think that's going to happen. Wow. I just think that... Have you seen their side pods? Have I? <laughs> uh, There's a new floor next week. It's just so they're early calm. and I know it sucks, but it sucks and it still came fifth and seventh or wherever it came. Yeah, and also Mercedes issued a statement this week that was like four pages that was like, look... It had like a violin playing under it on the Twitter mm. post. Listen, guys, we're really sorry. We're going to keep trying. And I just thought, you finished fifth and seventh. Like, that's not that bad. I know, but they're just devastated that they're still shit. That now that their shitness is not a blip anymore. And now they're having to deal with the fact, no, this is the way that it really is. Yeah. Like, it, they, they thought, it's like when you're coming back from an injury and then it's two years later and you realise now, oh, I'm going to be limping forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just my ankle now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I th- yeah. and watching Red Bull uh, drift away, like, um, basically, what was it? What was it by the end? It was half a second per lap that they were faster than the Mercedes. It was, um, it was getting half on for a, a second. And they're bringing upgrades that are going to shave off, like, one-tenth. It just makes no difference. So, of course, Adrian Newey went, yeah, we've won the season. Yeah. It's just, for anybody who cares about F1, though, it's really not great in the whole, just bullshit us for a bit, Adrian. <laughs> Stop, why kill it? Like, you, you, it's in your interest to get people to watch. So why go, yeah, fucked it. Because they're not, because those guys don't understand the, the sort of drive to the survive the culture of it. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't, they don't care about the soap opera. They're people whose whole lives are about how do you make that car go one tiny bit faster. And he's done that so well that he's made it go nearly a minute faster. Yeah. So, of course, he's gone. I have not only have I done my job, you know, when you cook a good dinner mm. and you're like, yeah, fucking how good is that gravy? Yeah. You know, when you sit down and you see people enjoying your meal, imagine that times a thousand. Yeah. And he's that's doing how- that like bodybuilding, like flexing where people make those <laughs> back shapes in the mirror at the gym. <laughs> Amazing broad back shapes, and that's what he's Just doing. Looking in, at his own reflection, he's doing the nerd equivalent of that. Um, yeah, my season prediction is. Um, I mean, this is everyone's season prediction: is that it's going to be a, between Aston Martin, Ferrari, and uh, Mercedes for the for the second and third place, with sort of maybe Alpine. Al, um, we had a few messages saying because we said we weren't going to do the song anymore, and we've had quite a few messages from people saying they love the song. Well, whoever said that they didn't like the song, hope you're happy. Yeah, because I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> and, I'll do and, it, and people are sad. I'll play the hits. <laughs> yeah, you love the. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the. I will. In you. I'll play. I'll play my hits. Yeah, I'll play Karma Chameleon every night. No problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your song? Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course I will. <laughs> Finishing with it. Yeah, I'll yeah. sing, I'll cover your song right Every now. night for 350 dates. Alpine, ma copine, romampine, sus pour moi. I think that we're going to see, um, I mean, I just, I cannot 
help but enjoy the shame that Mercedes must be feeling with someone that they've let borrow their engine. <laughs> they went, yeah, 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 take my, take my car. Mm. And then they've taken that car and they've slept with the guy's wife in the car. Yeah, is yeah, what yeah. they've done. It's yeah, it's, it's that it's, is it's, that's what Toto was also mourning after that race. It wasn't oh my god we haven't improved. It was oh my god we haven't improved by a huge margin. And our little cousin has suddenly won a million pounds. Like yeah. they, it must be it's so your friend's bad. bum looking so much better in your jeans. <laughs> um, I have a. Um, I have a request for this oh, yeah. for the for 2023 season, no for Formula One, and I want all of our followers, listeners, um, to tweet at Formula One requesting this because I think if enough of us do it, we can make this happen. This is your Gandhi's salt march, is it? Yes, exactly. Yes, um, this is. I don't know what that is, but I'll pretend I, I probably should know what that is. Okay. Um, so I'll I'll just say yes. Um, what I want to happen in the 2023 season, which I think will benefit all Formula One fans, and if we've learned anything from, for example, the existence of Star Trek Strange New World, the fans can really help make things happen. I don't know what that is, but I'll just say yes. Okay, um, I won't get into it, but basically Captain Pike, was, it doesn't matter. Um, I want to see a cool-down room in F1, a televised cool-down room of the 17 drivers that didn't win. mm and I think it will benefit the sport so much to not see three happy people, to see 17 miserable ones. Because they never even look that happy in the cool-down room. So imagine how much less happy they look in the cool-up room, the warm-up room. What would you, what's the opposite of a cool-down room? A furnace room. <laughs> Should we call it the furnace it's room? A, but actually, would but that Bottas be would be fine like, with that. We could, could we not put all 20 drivers in a very small room for an hour before the race? So they're not allowed to fuck around with their car or talk to their team. They've just got to talk to each other and stew before the race. And like, and we all get to watch them like Big Brother. Through a glass wall, like, like a mirror. All, all, all the classic moments that we have enjoyed from Big Brother throughout the years played out for us by the F1 drivers. I think that, like in Ghostbusters 2, when they've got the couple, and they they say they're a couple's therapy, but they keep turning up the temperature of the room. Never seen it, so sorry. Okay. I think that Formula One would massively, massively benefit from um, putting the putting all 17 drivers in a weird, yeah. strange space. Just lean into what you are. Yeah. Nobody gives a fuck about racing. <laughs> and even if they did, it's fucking boring. So start making your drivers... Fucking cartoon characters. Let's make the soap opera 24 hours round the clock like the Truman Show. Like when um, when Hamilton's doing a lap, right? They mm. just go, uh, hey, hi, hi, Lewis, it's Bono. So um, uh, what do you really think about Zach Brown? <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the... I, let's unfold. Let's keep the footage going. Let's, mm. let's lean into it. Drive to Survive is a huge hit. Let's yeah. keep going. And here's my other prediction for Formula One, yeah. right? My other prediction for Formula One is that the sport is going to continue to grow and grow and it's going to get so big that they're going to have to regionalize Formula One. That's what I think will happen. And I think that if there's probably top secret conversations at the FIA at the minute going, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to do Formula One Europe. We're going to do Formula One America. We're going to do Formula One evil countries, Right. And then all of the winners of those compete in a final round that is what is currently Formula One. Okay, so you can have a Formula One 
uh, Formula One Japan Eastern Conference yeah Formula One EMEA exactly European Conference <clears throat> and America's Conference which has your classic tracks like your Villeneuve place what's mm-hmm. that track called uh, yeah the Canadian one yeah, yeah Grand yeah. Prix and then oh you'd also have Mexico Brazil and then the three Americas mm-hmm. the, 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 the European sort of like jaunt is my favourite time of year it's my favourite one I think but I think it's because I'm in Europe I no, it's more. It's, the, it's where the classic tracks are. Yeah, but Monaco is not as good as Texas. I completely agree with that, but that's the exception that proves the rule, isn't it? Like the other ones are better. Yeah, okay. like you'd rather see like uh, uh, Austria than Miami. Yes, I mean, I would rather. I, I mean, I would rather there was no race <laughs> than have to watch. What are they going to do this year if there's no fake? Like, what are they going to? How are they going to up the ante? Should we, for the Miami Grand Prix this year, just pick a book at random off the shelf behind and you? And just read it. And read it. We can, we can read. Well, I don't want to mention that. That's really a track that they, they think tanked that track poorly, yeah. didn't they? I mean, they put all that thought and money into it, and it was just bad. Um, and I think that Vegas, I'm so curious to see how Vegas unfolds. And they've been going all out with Vegas. They did um, Gunter Steiner... Did uh, this is this is again speaking to the Kardashianization of Formula One. Uh, they had Gunter Steiner in a shiny Vegas jacket for an advert advertising. I think it was advertising F one Vegas. Yeah, and they had Gunter Steiner in like a little less conversation, a little more, and he flips the collar in slow mo. And I was like, mate, your team just finished in thirteenth and fifteenth because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's like you said to me that. Hass is Gunter Steiner. The drivers, yeah, it doesn't matter who the, the drivers are. Each team has their sort of saleable assets in terms of marketing. And nobody, least of all me, gives a fuck about <laughs> Hulkenberg or the other one. Uh, Magnussen, obviously, I knew that, but I wanted to belittle him. Uh, Gunter Steiner is, is the thing. And he's not even, like, he's not getting as much airtime as he used to. People have... St- sort of stopped caring about him what amazes me and what i think might be a prediction not for this season but for the future is that we might see more things like fastest laps so we might see more incentives given for things like overtakes and the good bits of formula one and they might try and have to artificially engineer things like overtakes like there was with drs i suppose Mm. uh to make it more exciting do you remember? Because when they said they were going to bring in these regulation changes, they said they were going to ditch DRS. There was talk of them because basically DRS was meant to be what tax was when they first invented tax, which was like a temporary measure to fix the country. <laughs> <laughs> and then the monarchy went, hang on a minute. Wait, wait, wait. This is really good. We're not doing anything. <laughs> We've got so much more money to spend on the country than we used to. Everyone's giving us money or we kill them. Let's just keep that going. <laughs> And that's what DRS was. They went, yeah, 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 we're going to get rid of it. But the regulation changes haven't made the racing close enough for them to ditch DRS. It, there's still time. I, like, I'm not a DRS fan. But they no, had but to bring a, it in. you're a purist, aren't you? I'm not a purist. I just think that a little flap shouldn't, the go faster flap shouldn't open. The cars should be able to race properly. Yeah. It's maybe a purist. Like uh you know, a a a a, 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 a last plast plaster over yeah. a, quite a severe flesh wound. <laughs> I mean, the, the what should have happened is that they should have made the racing more even, without having to give an advantage for whoever's behind the person who is 
faster because they've got so much more money. Yeah. Allegorically, it's quite uh, um, uh, an appropriate metaphor uh, for inequality, I suppose, and the way in which it functions in society. I, again, to conclude before we do our um, driver's winter breaks, um, I think that they will um, turn Formula One into a league in the next decade. I'm just going to leave that here now. Um, just so that exists for prosperity. Because look at the... I saw everyone did a tweet this week that said, um, who's your favourite two drivers and reserve driver? And the the reserve driver is... Not, like three years ago, nobody gave a shit who the reserve drivers were. How many reserve drivers do you reckon you could name from the... Uh, this year, quite a lot. The paddock. Um, I mean, my favourite F1 driver is a reserve driver. Uh, who I was very excited that he might... Um, uh, when Lance was ill, I heard that my old favourite... Oh, your favourite puddingy driver. Can you can you know who I'm talking about? I, I mean, because from the look in your eye, I can yeah. tell who I can tell that it's. Stoffel I miss Van Dorn. saying yeah, Stoffel, yeah, it's Stoffel Van Dorn. Yeah, because Stoffel Van Dorn. I, I've said this a thousand times. It sounds like a delicious apples filo pastry fritter. Yeah. Hi waiter, can I have um, an espresso and an affogato? And a Stoffel Van Dorn. Doing an espresso and an affogato and a Stoffel. Yeah. Van Dorn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Daddy's got be a sweet tooth. Buzzing in a minute. <laughs> I um so Mick Danny but that's who's the, the thing. Red, who's the Red Bull reserve driver Danny who's the Red uh, Ferrari reserve driver don't know uh, Mercedes um uh Mick who Mick Mick Schumacher Mick Schumacher mm-hmm. um and uh Alpine is Stoffel mm-hmm. uh, no it's Alpine or Aston who's got Stoffel oh no sorry Aston yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um uh, 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 uh McLaren don't know. Oh, I do know. It's uh, I know Williams is Jamie Chadwick, which will be good that she'll get to actually drive in um, an FP this year. Yeah, and I fucking hope she kicks ass. It would be so good. How old is she? Twenty two, twenty three. Is she young? Yeah, she's very young. Oh wow! And I also think it will open the door for a lot of. And this is another thing that really surprises me about Formula One, is that there aren't female companies trying to advertise in the sport and I feel like with Jamie Chadwick there's such an avenue like people should want her in the car because it's going to increase the sponsorship that you can reach out to so many other products Mm. because in the nicest possible way I don't think many women are buying Richard Milley watches or going on Snapdragon Um, so there's a whole other market for the sport yeah I guess so although a lot of the women I think who will listen to Formula are you know will work in jobs like tech and will know more about cryptocurrency than me. Yeah. But I suppose, you know, it does open the door uh, if Jamie Chadwick is driving for Sheila's wheels to get their decal on the side <laughs> of a Formula One car. Okay. Every driver's winter break. Um, while the winter break was happening, obviously we deeply missed um, seeing our favourite people alive. And um, we wondered about the new ones who are about to join the paddock. So Alfie and I, we haven't looked at each other's lyrics yet. Um, we haven't seen each other's cheat sheets. We don't know what each other's going to say. It's a bit like when Blink-182 made their self-titled album and Mark Coppice would go in one room and write lyrics and Tom DeLong would go in another room and write lyrics and they'd come in and go, we, what, what did you write about? And one of them went, I wrote about fucking a dog. And the other guy went, oh my God, so did I. I also wrote about fucking a dog. And, um, it's a good song. It is a good song. Um, bonus track on Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, which I only really understood the pun of about three years ago. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. I, 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 don't, I don't want to brag, but... You got it I earlier. Got it straight away. Okay, great. <laughs> um, every driver's winter break um, from 20 to uh, P1, based on last week's races. Um, Tell us, Joshua, who what you've got for Piastri. I think that um, Piastri's wife died, which drove him finally to a point where he let his rage consume him and he ceased his training with Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi and finally succumbed to the dark side and became a Sith Lord. That's good. That's how I think he spent his winter training. That's really and good. And he's got two kids somewhere being raised on separate moons separately who one day will French kiss. That's so great. Well, That's I'm a s- lot to fit into a winter break, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it took George Lucas 35 years yeah. to do it. So it's amazing that he, in a winter break... But they go very fast. They do go very <laughs> fast, famously. Um, what about you? Uh, I think Piastri did social media training. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so we, we've pitched it quite differently, haven't we? I just, uh, I think after the hubbub, uh, he's going to have to learn. Because when you're a Formula One driver now, it's not just about how fast you can go. It's not just training your neck muscles to withstand, you know, significant Gs in the car. You've also got to, like, learn how to ask somebody nicely to take a photo of you lowering yourself down into an ice bath. Uh, or to or to stare at a horizon, or to drink a flat white, or to uh, be at a party and have a sort of a responsible looking, possibly but possibly not alcoholic drink. Uh, so Piastri for me will have been um, uh, 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 doing social media training. Sub question. Sub question. Is it better to burn out than to fade away? Um, do you think that? Sha-na-na-na. The night Laura's daddy died. Um, this is, sorry, we're quoting the uh, 2000 movie High Fidelity. Um, great movie if you haven't seen it. It's a great um, movie. Do you think that Formula One drivers would take as many ice baths if the mobile phone camera didn't exist? No. So do you think that the ice bath is, because it's very on vogue, isn't it, at the minute? It is, Thanks yeah. to uh, Wim Hof. Uh, is that who it is? Mm-hmm. To Mr. and Mrs. Hof, a son. Yeah. Wim. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, 19th, Ocon. I've got sex camp. Sex camp? Yeah, he went to sex camp and had loads of sex. That'd be a cool He went camp, on holiday with his girlfriend. Oh, right. And he, but he went, hey, why don't we call it sex camp? Because we are going to have all the sex. Oh, he's- okay. I pictured like... Um- Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The sort of camp that like Wednesday and Pudsley go to in Adam's family, where you've got like wooden shacks and there's like activities on mm. a lake and like everything. Camp. camp, American camp, American camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but like it's for uh, hopefully older people, 
uh, like people who are over the age of, I suppose in America, 18, but here 16. Mm-hmm. And they go away and have, you know, sex with each other. And then you've got like older, more experienced sex havers who teach them how, hey, you want to like, uh, why are you doing Lawrence Stroll? Is he the, is he the camp yeah, counselor? Yeah, he's the camp coordinator. Hey, I'm the camp counselor. Um, welcome to sex camp, everybody. I'd like you all to meet my boy. My boy! <laughs> Who wants to have sex with my boy? Hey, you. Get um, down on your knees. No, not for that reason. You're just too tall. <laughs> <laughs> um, what have you got for Ocon? Uh, Fashion Week. Don't know which fashion oh, he week there was, but he went to fashion week and he pretended to understand. Oh, like she is dressed as a pyramid and uh, that is great because there's like... So basically how fashion week works is you have like uh, these exaggerated uniforms that come down the catwalk and then they take like it's a motif and those find themselves in the outfits later. And that's like what I would wear like on the <laughs> casual, on the like a streetwear has its origins in the exaggerated outfits on the catwalk. Esteban, we're in an H&M changing room. Yeah, I'm just telling you how it works, yeah? Like, so, like, this piece is a really nice piece. He calls all clothes pieces. That's the shopping bag, Esteban. Um, yeah, but, like, it's shopping bag to you, but, you, know, you see, if I push my arms through uh, the sides of it and then my head through the top, you stylish, like, um, avant-garde, you're like, choking on the wear. You're choking on the drawstring, Esteban. No, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, okay, I was choking on the drawstring, but that was, like, a statement piece. Esteban know? Ocon is the kind of guy who... In spite of being a Formula One driver and a very like like good looking, wholesome looking guy, if yeah. if he went to the Versace, He's a bit ratty, yeah, if he went to the Versace show, they still wouldn't put him on the front row. <laughs> He'd be like row four with the stylists. I would also like to say that I've purposely given him an Alsace French accent because it's my favourite French accent. I understand that he doesn't actually sound like that listener, so don't fucking come at me. Okay, eighteenth, um, uh, Charles Leclerc. Charles Leclerc. I've got um, eating a lot of unseasoned chicken. I don't know why. That was just what was in my heart. Yeah, I can see that to keep in shape. He just has chicken and broccoli in Tupperware, but he's paid for glass Tupperware because he doesn't want the BPAs going into mm-hmm. his system. He's very aware of things like that. Yeah. Sunday and is he, meal prep night. And he, he has this kind of joyless sort of automaton attitude to food. It's just consuming fuel. Yeah. Food isn't for pleasure. Mm. It's just for the survival of him, the he, ultimate form of the species. He has to constantly be full of fuel to make up for the fact that his car... <laughs> 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 Sorry, I got to the punchline before he finished talking. Um, um, I, I think he went fishing. Uh, oh. I think he had... He needed some time away from... Everybody who he loved, nothing they said could help. So he just went fishing. And there's, there, there, I just see him sat on a chair, not even really concentrating on whether or not there's a tug on the, that's not why he was there. He was just there to watch the, the orange light of the setting sun bounce across the lake. And he just would stare at it and think and go, Why? It all seemed like such a good idea to sign to Ferrari, but now I am a broken man. He's like a ho- he is a broken. You know when you what you know we've said it before. But when you break a horse, mm-hmm. but can you break it too much? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what Ferrari have done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To and show. now the horse is just his spirit is depleted and he doesn't want to run anymore. <laughs> 
Um, Lando. Lando. I've got, because he's so cute, I've got, it's, it's two-pronged this. I put that Lando spent his winter break working for a vet. Well, that's nice. he's cute. But I also put, but he bullied the animals when the vet wasn't looking. Um, I think he did. <laughs> Not in a mean way. I don't mean like injured any animals, but I reckon just tried to get in their heads. Like yeah. would shake the cages and stuff. Yeah, like shut up, you. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Shut, shut up. Or just like, you know, really deprive a dog of a, be like, oh, do you want a treat? Do you want a treat? And then not give them one. Yeah. Or like he would go, oh, oh, like to the rabbits, like not doing what he's got. Oh, you're so annoying. Yeah. That's definitely what he said to the rabbits. <laughs> oh, you're so annoying. Um, I think. We're going to have he... to put this dog down. And Lando goes, oh, that's a shame. Can I watch? <laughs> Can I do it? <laughs> Um, I think he... Ooh, we're so getting sued this he's season. In a, he's in a new... Rela- we seem to really have it in Volando. You do he's really... just a figure of fun, you loser. Shut up. The, the more this show grows, I think the more we are setting ourselves... The amount of libel littered throughout this podcast. I don't think anybody's going to... Like, I think it would be pretty clear in a court of law that we made up that he went... I don't think we live in, in that world vet. anymore. No? No. Right. Well, we'll soon find out. I think this is more um, sort of uh, more what might have happened. Uh, that You know when you're 16 yeah. or ish and you have your first girlfriend, mm-hmm. your first kind of adult oh, yeah. activity girlfriend, mm-hmm. and, I, and you go through all the steps of you're nervous about dating, you don't know how to greet them properly. I think he was courting like a 16-year-old boy going to the Odeon to watch Deep Impact Aww. and kissing as the world exploded uh, I think uh, he they, they started having sex and they didn't know like oh my god and then she got a UTI and they thought like it, she had to go to hospital but actually she just had to drink cranberry juice and it was fine um, I think he read She Comes First and sort of misread it like he got impatient so skim read it and ended up headbutting her in the plum um <laughs> Uh, I think like it was full of like um, young love's mistakes. His winter break, Aww. and I think he's learned from them, and he's 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 come a long way. And he says babe, and it's not come natural to him yet, but he's sure that it will at some point. He does say babe a lot in Drive to Survive. Babe, um, can we? I'm going to call you babe. Joe <laughs> um, Guanyu. Okay, here's the thing with Joe Guanyu. Very hard to assign a personality-based activity to someone who we see very little of his personality in and amongst the paddock. It's one of the reasons I like him so much. Mm-hmm. It's because Joe don't play that shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, or Joe, 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 Joe. Um, uh, I've got him down as working in a patisserie. Yeah. Because um, the only thing I could assign to Joe Guanyu is that he learned how to make upside-down cakes. Yeah, I quite like the idea that he might have applied for Bake Off. And he spent his winter break practicing, like learning how to make shoe buns, learning how to make uh, eclairs, eclairs, learning all about cakes, different types of breads, like the folds in sourdough and getting all the starter and like but learning. I, I just want to stress the only reason I put that is so I could say upside down cakes because it's the main thing people know him for is being upside down. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I now get the kind of joke. Yeah, great. Cakes. I mean, I, 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 I prefer to live in the real fantasy mm. of him oh yeah baking. yeah yeah of him with all flowery fingers at the end yeah. of the day yeah kneading dough what did you get uh nothing okay <laughs> uh Hulkenberg I, I found Hulkenberg quite difficult to assign something to um, um, mine, mine for him came immediately oh what was it um I think he took his pass plus um <laughs> to reduce his car insurance premium 
uh, because it was the most boring thing I could possibly think of an F drive driver to do. Can you explain what pass plus is to our non-English? So you, when you pass your driving test in this country, you have the option to sort of pass plus. Uh, so if you if you pass. Uh, Sort of, a, you you you're legally allowed to drive when you pass your driving test. Obviously, you get your driver's license, but you can have the option to take another test uh, that means that you're a really good driver. And if you can tell your insurance company about that, then it reduces your car insurance premium. I found it difficult to find anything for Holkenberg, so I actually went on his Instagram. He was the only one in doing this. So I actually went on his Instagram, and the guy's having a pretty amazing life yeah i have to say i wanted to find something ooh searing and sardonic but actually he's just riding a tractor with with his daughter Mm -hmm. having a great time he is hanging out with roger federer and he's reposting all the memes of people taking the piss out of him oh nice yeah so he's just having a good time yeah kind of would be if you were in your like early to mid 30s as a formula one driver he's like late i think isn't he is he yeah wow well you know he's 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 in his he's having his bot ass moment isn't he yeah he's just like let's just enjoy this money in this life for a little while longer uh nick devries i just same as you for piastri i just put pr training okay he's got a strap in i think he spent his winter break criticizing dutch immigration policy I don't know if you've seen his face, but he has the most anti-EU face I've ever seen. He looks... Do you know the guy, um, the the right-wing populist, sort of uh, the Netherlands Nigel Farage, yeah, Geert, yeah, Geert yeah. Wilders? Yeah. He looks like a brown-haired Geert Wilders. He is crazy. Anyway, that, that that's that's all I've got for him. I like Nick DeVries, but his face looks like... You know that dust that's on balloons? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do, feel yeah. like if I if I shook his hand, I'd smell my hand afterwards. Be like, why do I smell like balloon dust? Um, K Mag, uh, nothing. Refuse to talk about him. What you gonna do with all that? Has. All that Has. inside that? Um, I've just got um, I've got K Mag. Um, basically, you know, you know, the end of Big, where Tom Hanks becomes a kid again, but he's wearing a big adult suit. Mm. I just imagine him going into an office. In his winter break, with a with a briefcase, in a suit that's far too big for him, going, "Hi guys, I'm here for the summer for the winter job." Yeah, yeah I'm Kevin. Is this my office? Oh my god, this cubicle is so cool. This is awesome. you can imagine him with an eight year old friend as well. Yeah, ooh, Sharida walking down the street ten <laughs> times a week. I read it. I said it. I stole my mum's credit. Suck it to me one more time. Or, of course, if it was K-Mag, you would say, suck my balls one more time. You would say that. Oh, that was good comedy. Uh, Logan Logan Sargent. Okay, so I had to do some research on Logan Sargent, okay? Uh, You've got some pretty spicy stuff on Logan Sargent. And this isn't really what he did on his winter break, but more... We can figure it out. Let let, let them know about Logan Sargent. So, Logan Sargent's dad is... You wouldn't... wouldn't, Uncle, sorry. Logan Sargent's uncle, you would not... You would be surprised to know this about a young Formula One driver racing for a team at the back of the grid. But his uncle's actually quite wealthy. Really? Yeah. To, to the tune of how he many is pounds? A, he, uh, or dollars? Billions. Billions. Wow, he is a so shipping much. magnet. Not as in ships uh, attracted to each other through uh, um, north-south polarization. He is a shipping magnate. Mm-hmm. Magnate. And I will let you guess what state. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that his, un- uh, that his uncle... Um, supplies aviation fuel to Iraq, which has made him a billionaire. Mm-hmm. And he's also a shipping, so I guess there's big boats or something. Um, he has uh, con- uh, He's donated multiple times to the Re- Republican Party. 
um, which doesn't mean that his nephew agrees with his politics, um, but his uncle donated to that guy who went to jail for taking illegal donations for Donald Trump. I'm going to go mm-hmm. all, all, all cash in. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know, so I'm quite, I hope I get this right. I'm going to go Florida. Correct! No, okay, great. Yeah, well done. His uncle was also in the Marine Corps, <clears throat> which I think, <laughs> I couldn't really decipher it, but I think his uncle, whose name is, you know, Uncle Sergeant, he was a sergeant in the Marines, which means his name was Sergeant Sergeant. Sergeant Sergeant. That's... Nominative determinism? Yeah, that sounds like the kind of guy who, like, fracks um, or frags... Uh, People who have uh, bags yeah. over their I mean, their this heads. is all just so much better than mine and so much more... What did you have? I just be- beating up nerds. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually think what you've said and what I've said are very compatible. I think there was... Yeah, I mean, that's you, You've not said that he was doing I, anything. You just I think Logan Sargent probably got bullied at school. I just think Logan Hunter Sargent, the, 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 the son of a billionaire... Yeah. I'm not sure he's getting bullied. Yeah. Sounds Even though he's probably like you know, law of average is probably walking around five seven. Yeah, like yeah. I still don't think he was. I think he he's handsome as well. Yeah, he is good looking, and he's twenty two. He's very young, is he? He's got his. I wonder who's the youngest driver on the grid. He could get called up. In fact, yeah. most of them could. Lewis couldn't. Alonso couldn't. Or what? Well, also Lewis because we don't call people up, but. Yeah, but if if it suddenly came back, I suppose yeah, which they really should. These guys would be great, and you know they can drive the tanks really quickly. Yeah, yeah, and they'd be good at like um all the button stuff because their reflexes are so like tunneling, like so um fast. Uh, like uh, Peaky Blinders. They yeah. could be they'd be make great tunnelers because they're all so small and wiry. Yuki Sonoda. I've just put wholesome activities. I think well, and I think the whole I I agree, and I think the wholesome activity was that he knitted a little Yuki for Pierre. And knitted a little Pierre for himself. And then he gave Pierre the little Yuki and mm. said, there you go. That's for when you leave. But you always have a little now we'll always knitted Yuki. And uh, he's got a little knitted Pierre that he puts on his pillow when he goes to sleep and goes, night, night, Pierre. And the day that Pierre left um, the team, Yuki went into his room one more time to just, you know, think, look at the pictures on the wall and say goodbye to Pierre's empty dressing room. And, yeah. and the little the little teddy bear was in the bin <laughs> no Alexander Albon listen I'm team Yuki I just want to say I'm root- He's. you said last week you're rooting for Bottas I am rooting with my whole pure sort of Steven Spielberg hook level lost boy's heart for Yuki mm. Sonoda well no I have a lot of love for Yuki as well and you know uh, and, and, and Aston Martin as um, everybody knows I'm a big um, Lance Stroll fan Alex Albon um, if Ocon went to sex camp I've got Albon going to Shagtown right and is that with his girlfriend uh, of course yes I think where that, do you think he, do you think they went to a club med or do you think they where do you think they went somewhere with like golf because oh, they like golf southern hemisphere kind of yeah, vibes yeah, would yeah. Have been. so maybe Australia or South Africa or something like that yeah and just had loads of nookie that's mm. what I think he's probably a Limp Biscuit fan as well isn't he yeah and I think that he probably downloaded one of those apps that shows you what your head would look like if you dyed your hair so he could pick the right hair colour for this season it's not everybody that Dyes their hair anymore, bleach blonde. It's a it's a real statement. It's piece, a choice. Isn't it? It's it's very Jacques Villeneuve. Yeah, isn't yeah, yeah. What did you get? Um, again for Albon, I just I lost the will to live and moved straight onto Gasly. Okay, <laughs> okay. Gasly, let's go three to one. We'll both say what we think he did. Three, 
two, one. Tried the to gym. be as French as he could. <laughs> I think we're both right. What did you say? I put the gym. The gym. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think he was practicing his um, garish and marketable French assets so that he could not be out-Frenched by Ocon and that he is the premium French icon of the French Formula One team. He will not be out-Frenched. He won't year. be out-Frenched. Yeah. And he did all sorts of Frenching. He uh, he was smoking a galois mm-hmm. in, um, in on Antique. the Champs Elysees. Yeah, uh, uh, went, went, he went to Paris and was extremely rude to everybody, um, <laughs> and 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 sort of it, and it stinks. I don't know how he managed to get that involved, but it, Paris sort of quite smelly place, isn't it? He uh, stood on rooftops and listened for the orgasms of uh, the people who lived beneath. Mm. Him. Is that yeah. what happens in Amelie? Um, I've again not seen it. Ghostbusters and Amelie are my big uh, cinematic blind spots. I'm afraid. And you've mentioned okay, both. Okay, well then I won't mention. I won't. I won't quote plot lines from Delicatessen either. No, don't. No. Um, okay, fine. He he um, he took on a, a, a young Natalie Portman and protected her while he shot people. There Did we you get go. That? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. That's um, really nice. It's time for Smacky Bird I just put Australian things. Uh, well, I've gone one further than that and gone fucking lambing season, mate. <laughs> so he's done a bit of lambing, bit of DIY, put up shelves and got his board strapped to the top of his car with jockey straps, and then done some rooting with his girlfriend. Rooted his girlfriend, and uh, yeah, <laughs> Castle Maine Triple X is that what it was called? Also, the most Australian thing you can do. Yeah, 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 Castle Maine. I think he An tri- Australian wouldn't give a Castle Maine for anything else. I think he tried stand up. <laughs> so what in a vest. is the deal with uh, all of these Formula One cars? <laughs> they go fast, but in your sat down in it, it feels slow. Uh, Russell, um, I think he tried to work on and develop scripts for and sort of a uh, 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 constructed <laughs> reality TV. Um, for his comedy character, uh, that that train spotting comedy character he does that wears a GoPro, because you know George Russell does that comedy Hi, character. I'm here today watching the P14. <laughs> the train's coming. <laughs> Can I get a pop? <laughs> yeah, he's, he does that brilliant comedy character, doesn't he? That guy's doing Chanel adverts now. I was on the tube walking behind Francis Bourgeois, and I went. That's that fucking Francis Bourgeois. I can tell from the back that it's Francis Bourgeois. Was it him? And it was him, yeah. On the on the Lizzie line. Oh, that's cool. And he cute. looked fucking underwhelmed. I mean, it's the fucking Lizzie line, mate. Where's your wheezing for this fucking feat of engineering, you ungrateful tosser? I think the Elizabeth line is overrated. But you are a maniac. It's no, one of the best things that's ever happened to it's me. So... And I've got four kids. <laughs> Okay, uh, I've got to the Soho Theatre, door to door, seventeen minutes. Uh, stroll. Um, so uh, I have Ocon this. in Sex Camp, I have Albon in Shagtown, and I have Stroll going to Fuck City. Um, nice. Okay, yeah. that's yeah, what yeah, I think yeah. he did. I, I appreciate there's a, there's a they, they are a sort of similar genre of driver, mm. and they will all have been doing and enjoying the same things. For Stroll, I think he made it a kind of fun mission to try and get to all of the world's different Soho houses and have one drink in each. 
like someone who wants his, wants to watch the sunrise on every continent. Yeah, I think life. that's his idea of. But like, he wanted a house, a house. Uh, what's that drink with the chili in it in a Soho house? Uh, house picanti. Picanti. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Picanti de I la casa. A picanti in every um in every in every house in the world. It's oh, uh, quite cute. I mean, it's I, I think pathetic. It's like, you know how people because he never got the opportunity to go traveling. Like he never got to go to STA travel and get his round the world ticket. So he decided to do that now, and he decided the way he was going to do that was to have a picante in every Soho house. Do you think, on some level, there's a chance that he just didn't want to race in F1, so he broke his own wrists? Yeah, what well, you think? He's like Agassi. He's going to have this uh, exposing and incredibly emotive autobiography that we're all going to read later mm. in his life, where it turns out that he hated F1 all along, yeah. and it was just his dad fucking buying an F1 team, picking him up by the scruff of the neck like a cat and putting him in the seat and go, drive your little shit. Also, Lawrence, who obviously genetically is like a tall and big man, what he must have done, I reckon he put little Lance, five-year-old Lance, in a little um, oxygen tent, but like it's a lack of oxygen tent. So it sort of starved his ability to grow properly so that he could fit in a formula. I'm not having a six six son. He's going to be tiny, a driver. He's going to do what I could. Made him sleep in a cot till he was 18. Yeah. <laughs> so he just wouldn't grow in his sleep. Yeah. What would Lance Stroll's autobiography be called? Um, it would be some pun, wouldn't it? Uh, a 300 kilometer stroll. Oh, that's good. I was going to go with something like um, DNF. Something. Lancing the boil. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hamilton. I've just got I I just got that Hamilton spent his uh winter break just looking in a mirror. And I don't mean that in a vain way. I just mean looking in a mirror going It's over. It's over. Everyone back at the factory. All the people back at the factory working hot tirelessly, working so hard, putting yeah. all that time in and achieving absolutely shit all. I uh I think he was really encouraging. What I like about the fact that the you know, these Formula One drivers They've, they've probably got chauffeurs. Yeah. So I think Hamilton was really encouraging to his chauffeur and sort of taught him how to drive. Or maybe he coached Hulkenberg for his pass plus. <laughs> yeah, that's great driving, man. Uh, Make sure a lot- you check the reverse. Signs, I've just got leaning against his car on the edge of a cliff watching the sunset. So the same as Charles. That is what okay, had, yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. It's a very yeah. Ferrari type winter yeah, break, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, with like, um, with um, Dire Straits playing in the background. Or maybe Lady in Red. Oh, yes, that works. <laughs> Lady in Red. Yeah. Ding, ka, ding, ding. It's that thick, heavy 80s snare reverb. Yeah, so I've, I've got something similar here, because I think he um, commissioned uh, the creation of a montage of himself preparing for the new season that he could watch as inspiration before he goes before he before a race so i think it's like a rocky-esque montage of him training running up steps to you know eye the tiger or something equally uh maybe hits to um what's that uh peter uh michael bolton hercules I can go the distance <laughs> if I find my way. I can go the distance. For, for Fernando Alonso, contrary to what people think we might put, um, I've actually put that he spent the whole winter break with the Stroll family, just 
really convincing them that he's a lovely, lovely guy. Like really integrated themselves with the family, bought the muffin baskets, drove the, the young kids to school, just became like one of the family. But really what he's doing is he's just finding ways to destroy them when he has to. Yeah, that's nice. I like that. I I just I yeah, that's a lot better than mine actually. I think for the, I I I phoned this one in slightly. I just said that he got into dance. <laughs> I just think that he... <laughs> he looks like he can salsa, and not just because of where he's from, but he looks like he can do that cha cha with the hips thing. Cha cha cha. Yeah, cha-cha-cha. and he's got a low center of gravity as well. I yeah, think he'd be a great dancer. Mm. But it wouldn't look right him leading with. Most also, women. he looks very gorgeous this year. Yeah, I mean, he's always been a good-looking guy. But this year he looks particularly like he's done, like he's had some work done. You know, he hasn't had some work done, but he looks like something's changed. He's got a Lineker-esque quality to him in that he's aged fantastically, despite being, as a young man, you could see that he was an odd shape. But as he's aged, he just looks better and better. Mm. Gorgeous guy. I'd like to meet him and and just see how he composes himself in a cafe. Yeah, I'd like to watch him read. What does he read? I know what you're going to say. It's that going to be that poet, that um, that Spanish poet that everyone loves. Uh, no, I, I I think he reads. Um, I think he reads like Nausgaard, the kind of Scandinavian auto fiction guy who talks about sort of the, his the, his father's death, and there are no chapters. It's pretty heavy going. <laughs> um, Paris Verstappen. I've just got couples therapy. Perez, I've got very, 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 very close to Perez. I've got um, rehab because I think the only way that he could get out of what he did in last season to his wife uh, and the only way he could justify it to her was to claim to be a sex addict. So even though he's not, he just kind of straight cheated. Like he, if you say that you're a sex addict, you know, oh, I'm the victim of a disease. It's not like cheating, cheating. It's like I'm poor me you know for fucking people like poor me and i think he's having to go through this whole arduous process of rehab for sex addiction just because he got his end away once with somebody who wasn't his wife no i've got perez and max together having couple oh, therapy fuck me okay sorry although we sorry, were sorry. kind of on the same track but i think that they had to go together yeah 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 and and sit in a room and they go, why don't you tell us what the Have you watched is? that programme on the BBC, Couples Therapy? No. Well, you should, it's great. Um, and yeah, I like the idea, whichever, the, the, the very calm American woman taking them, uh, Checo and Max, through their... Pro- so, um, Checo, tell us why uh, you were angry with Max. And Max, why do you think, Checo, can I call you that? Why do you think Checo... Drove the car into the wall during Q3 in Monaco. Just a piece of shit, you know? And um, do you think calling him a piece of shit is a constructive way to go about this meeting? Well, my dad calls me a piece of shit and I'm world champion. It's how you display love. Yeah. And Checo, uh, why do you think it was important to get that P2 position? And why did it hurt you so much that Max wouldn't give you that place? Well, I was um, uh, just sick, sick of it. I'm sick of being taken for granted, and I want I want some respect from mm-hmm. from everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, uh, that, for Verstappen, I've just got he was drunk. I heard genuinely that he can sink his booze. Yeah, I my... think he's just trying to like in this in the same way that we hinted at last week. He just is desperate for some, 
he thinks maybe if I do the rest of the season drunk, it'll be an exciting season. I think <laughs> that's fuck the qualifying Q one Q two class hard soft. Just yeah, like yeah. each eat, after each qualies, you have to have another like long drink. That everybody, every driver gets a Tom Collins after each that, qualifying yeah, session. You, we don't do reverse grids. We just the higher up the grid you are, the more booze you have to have before the race starts. Oh my god, Kimmy We've would be Kimmy it. would be back like a shot, and he would win. <laughs> Everything we've solved the ailing problems of Formula One. We've solved because it reduces one. your reaction time. Mm. It, this is incredible. I'm going to pitch this. I'm pitching this to the FIA. Yeah. Um, George, great race. How did you feel like it went today? <laughs> uh, I just um, feel like I want to fucking fight. Fuck up. I just want to go to sleep. That's it for this week's Dirty Air. We'll see you after Jeddah. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow us on our new TikTok where you can keep up with our Formula One news every week. We're such TikTokers, for fuck's sake. We're not doing the standard podcast clips. We're making a genuine news broadcast every week of the happenings in F1. So we've got some new stuff coming out on there in... Today and tomorrow. Sure, today. Mm -hmm. Fuck. So don't forget to follow us. We'll see you next week for more Dirty Air. I'm Josh Weller. And I'm Alfie Brown. I've already said it, but this is Dirty Air. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.